Crusaders, welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who wants to start his own cult but hasn't, mainly because he just hates people. It's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. It's very accurate. Yeah, you you would you would you would do well as a cult leader, but you would hate all the people in your cult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love to lead, hate the people. <laughs> Everyone, follow me, but please don't, because I hate you. Can I just have a cult of cute small dogs? <laughs> I predict that you will have a treat. He will. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he always delivers. Our cult leader. <laughs> we must hump him when he sleeps. <laughs> the stars are aligning. The planets are in form, and your dinner is served. There you go. <laughs> I predict a walk in your future. <gasps> <laughs> so we are back we haven't done a podcast together in a couple of weeks mainly because well i'm sure you're going to explain why but on my end i had like a really bad bout of covid and then i got a chest infection so just right off the bat i gotta stop saying right off the bat by the way it's just starting to too cliche because batman and right off the bat and i don't know it's just well lame. then you should lean into it I mean, right off the bat hmm? mm, right off the bat uh i will explain that i uh, have a chest infection that I'm getting over, and if I'm sounding a bit wheezy when I laugh, I apologise. He's making it all up for sympathy points. He's just been eating ice cream with his belly out on the sofa, rewatching <laughs> the same three movies over and over again. So it's not congestion, it's just a load of ice cream it's, in my lungs. It's a congestion of ice cream that's just <laughs> filled his esophagus and all of his guts. It's good to see you again, how's the art knife? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got really fat. <laughs> you haven't seen me in two weeks. You <laughs> gained 100 pounds in two weeks. <clears throat> oh, God, awful. Okay, how's your life going? Uh, it's all over the place. And if anybody yeah. has seen anything going on with me, uh, my book with IDW, my creator and book, got cancelled, which sucks. And I have landed on my feet with it because I got so many likes on my social media posts like 200,000 people saw it and all this stuff so I decided to try and act quick I had a bunch of companies contact me like hey we'll pick up your book um, but then the best deal I saw on the table was from a company called Zoop which is basically a crowdfunding platform that is designed specifically just for comics they didn't sugarcoat anything you know me I like people that are just honest and straight up I hate all the waffle of like oh you're so good blah, blah, blah. fuck all that just tell me what's going on. And they just said, they were straight out with me. They were like, look, there's a lot of momentum going on with uh, your post. Uh, we think that we can take that momentum and shift it towards getting you a successful crowdfunding campaign for Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Seas. So if you join us, that's what we're going to work hard to do. So I was like, yep, that sounds good to me. So yeah, if you want to follow along, basically, yeah, my, my book at IDW got cancelled. It was, had nothing to do with my artwork or my story it was a business decision so it's not per it's not personal it's business the on comic book industry is in the business of making comics so if the, if they don't have the business to do it then they don't do it so that i'd have no animosity towards idw at all i just want to move on and get this book made because i've worked too damn hard on this story for it to just disappear so yeah we're now on zoop if you go to zoop dot i think it's zoop dot gg uh, you can see in the coming soon section between the devil and the deep blue sea. I'm sure my brother will have the link to the exact campaign in this podcast and you can go and sign up. I think we have 60 or 70 odd people signed up so far 
to the pre-launch page, which is awesome. Um, and the reason that we haven't sort of gone live or announced we're going live with that project yet, because I have a, another crowdfunding project going on, which also has a live pre-launch page. And that is Outbreaks, which I've talked about a million times on this podcast, but that's my little passion project, my little baby zombie book that I make <laughs> as a complete side passion project that I personally make no money off of. I do it out of the love for the book and the genre and just out of comics in general. So if you want to follow along with that, then you can follow the link in the description of this as well. We're going to Kickstarter and search for Outbreaks 1 through 2, and we are launching that live September 1st. But yeah, I'm looking for people to sign up for that pre-launch page because it should be good. I know a lot of people missed the first campaign, so no fret there. Issue 1 will still be available in this one. And I've, I've done a ton of interviews about it recently. It's been great to talk about. And me and my wife are currently doing fulfillment, and my God fulfillment is hard <laughs> because my wife has made these incredible looking packages for everybody of all this nicely like folded paper and, and this experience when you open the box it's like having a little present and opening the present all the all the the, the comics are uh you know bagged and boarded but the, the the sticker on the back is like a little zombie sticker and like there's all these other little details like my uh, there's a little zombie lollipop that everybody gets with each package and it's just it's we've gone the extra mile on it but the extra mile means we're working extra hard so i've only actually fulfilled 20 of them and, I, and there's 68 i think in total that i need to send out and it's tiring work but that's 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 life yeah no i mean i'm I'm very impressed by the the things that you've been doing and working hard and it shows. So when people receive their packages, I'm sure they're going to be able to see that as well and be super excited. And if you are one of the people that uh, pledged to his Kickstarter, when you receive your package, throw it up in social media, you know, and um, either yeah. tag tag Speech Comics at Speech Comics or, or tag at Robson Inc. Well, they'll know all this show. because the package itself comes with a bookmark. That is your ticket to the second launch of Outbreaks. And on the back of that bookmark is a is a free giveaway where if you tag us on social media and you post your package, then you're automatically entered in a chance to win issue two for free. Awesome. That sounds cool. Okay, yeah. So go check that out once you once you receive your package. And if you have not, that's okay. You now have the chance to not only receive issue one, but also issue two on Kickstarter. And you're receiving your package this weekend, aren't you? That's right. I can't wait to get my package special delivery. Mm. It is special delivery. It's being delivered by the creator himself, the super <laughs> famous, awesome, very thin, super like, oh, <laughs> Jesus on the cross ripped William Robson. <laughs> well, uh, you obviously, as you said, you talked about the Kickstarter for Outbreaks a lot on this podcast before, but this is the first time that you've even revealed the title of the now cancelled IDW book that's gone to Zoop. Between yes. the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. For listeners to entice them to go check it out, can you give us a little teaser of the story of what that book's about? So it's basically about these people that have been assigned by this mega oil corporation to go clean up the world's oceans as sort of like a PR stunt to save their image because this oil corporation has caused like the worst oil spills in recorded history. So they're deep. They're as deep as you can go in the ocean, which is called the Hadal Zone. And it's called the Hadal Zone because they people say it's as close as you'll ever get to Hades without actually going to hell itself. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So 
all these people are in the Hadal zone and there's a major accident aboard their facility, their recycling facility, uh, when the replacement crew that's coming to replace them after a four-month-long shift underwater crashes into the side of facility, killing all of the people on the replacement cruise ship and leaving everybody else completely in the dark underwater with no rescue coming. Could you imagine being in the dark in the bottom of the sea, that's got to be a darkness you couldn't even fathom, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, there's no light at all. So the way the story unfolds is as they await potential rescue, things start to get a little bit strange and people start seeing things, seeing ghosts, being attacked by deep sea creatures and monsters. And the whole point of it really is it's playing into a lot of my childhood fears, which is uh, ghosts, uh, the sea, uh, demonic possession, like all the stuff that has defined me as a creator of the things that I've always found scary. I've tried to just pump it all into this book. And and all of the, the important horror scenes were created one day when I had a terrible uh, fever and I was alone in, in my bedroom and I just couldn't sleep and I was definitely hallucinating from this fever. And I was seeing like things peeking around the corner, popping out of my sink and stuff. And as it was happening, I was just writing it all down like, that's fucking frightening. And I was I like, just shit myself. Yeah. That's scary. I gotta write that down. I was like, finally, I have my spooky bits in my book, which is so funny, like playing off of like, you know, having a terrible cold or whatever it was, yeah. a fever. I remember handing that in and they were like, hey, that's some scary stuff. I'm like, right? I lived it last night. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that's the book. It's it's a horror book, uh, psychological horror. If you like things like The Thing, we got those type of monsters. If you like things like Haunting of Hill House, we got spooks. Like, it's it's all over the place, It's but in a good way. Awesome. Well, yeah, that sounds great. Go check that out. Links in the description below. I got some plugs as well on our YouTube channel at Batman TAS Pod. You guys have asked for it tons of times. There's been so many times comments on TikTok or Instagram or even YouTube shorts where you've seen all of our short clips that I've taken from our podcast episodes and overlaid footage from the animated series. And you've always said, where is a full length review of this? I'd love to see a full length review done just like this. So I did it. it took me a little while, but like I enjoyed doing it and it's up there right now. So if that video performs well, and obviously I'm not expecting it to get thousands and thousands of views and, yes, and comments and likes, but oh well, I'm hoping it does, but I'm not expecting it to. So go there, like it, um, and please watch it, because if it does well, I'd love to do more for you guys. So It's very funny. Yeah, it's fun stuff, and I enjoy it, so I'm glad that you liked it, and go check it out. And then finally, I went on another podcast recently called Jump on the Batwagon, which is a review show where they review Batman the Animated Series, where one of the hosts has not seen a single episode of Batman. So I went on there to do The Lion and the Unicorn, which was great fun. So go check that out. Jump on the Batwagon. All right, bud, we're going to get into our first category of the day before we review this episode, which is our casting call category. Who will they cast in this This is a segment where we take a character when we first come across them in this show and we cast them in our own fan-casted live-action Batman the Animated Series universe in the modern day. If you don't like our choices, sorry, that's just the way it goes, but we enjoy doing this and it's just fun. So, buddy, we have Nostromos as our character that we have not seen before that we're going to cast in our fan cast universe today who did you cast 
as Nostromos. Why don't you go first? Because I've got like three options floating around in my head and I still haven't decided who I want to choose. Okay, I also had quite a few options. I have one that's too old, so I'll just say he's not my choice, but I think he would have been very good. About 20, 30 years ago, I think Steve Buscemi would have been an amazing Nostromos. I think he would have been... <laughs> Why? Because the buggy eyes? Buggy eyes, gaunt face, and like I can see him trying to fool people and being like, oh, the psychic vibrations coming into my brain. He's I a think bit he too would... like New York for like that, isn't he though? Like, yeah, I'm not... He seemed a bit like New York when he was out of character, though, when he was just like, we're about to make loads of money. I also have but, a two old choice. And my two old choice was Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Who's that? You know him as I am Invincible, a Nightcrawler. Oh, a Nightcrawler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would have been good. Yeah, he's too old, but he would have been very good. OK, I like that. So I battled here because it's a character that's a bad actor right? Mm. That's Nostromos' whole thing, and turn to crime. And I was also a bit gaunt and a bit kind of crazy. So I was like going through, like, who could I possibly see do this that would be this one-time appearance? And I don't want to add an actor with amazing caliber. So I really like, Why I had not? a future. Well, I, 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 I think he's got good acting skills, but my choice is also because he's known for being in some bad roles. Yeah. Right, but he's also good. I think Jared Leto would be a very good Nostromos. I'm I I've seen him in that movie, um, uh, the the Versace movie, not Versace. Sorry, the uh, Gucci movie. I thought he's that's the, his best role. Yes, but he's got like you know, like he looks, bo- he doesn't look like Jared Leto, right. but he's he's got this like you know, kind of balding like crazy look to his face and and like looking at his joker performance and how over the top and ridiculous it was as well as just like i can see him in the robes with the black eyeshadow around his eyes and like the the pointy goatee no i think think that's actually yeah now that you've explained why that you think that's a rather good choice i think he'd be pretty good um i don't think he would be like oh yeah nailed it um, so if you have another one, I'm, I'm certainly willing to accept uh, a better choice here. But I think he'd be a pretty good Nostromos. Well, I have two choices. So I have to decide right now who I want to lean into. Mm. And I think I'm going to lean into this one. The first thing that stuck out to me was buggy eyes, right? Yes, <laughs> like 100%. Like, I was like basing everything off of like the super buggy eyes. Someone who can overact... So, and someone who has a, a, still a little bit of presence so that people would pay attention to them and is theatrical. Uh, oh man, this is really tough because I got two really good choices. Uh, but I'm going to go with Rami Malek as my choice. Oh, dude, that's such just a good has, choice. Has the eyes for it, right? Like, and oh my god, you, yes. I, I, there's, you don't even, I mean, please explain more, but yes, I agree with you already. That's such a great choice. And I can just see him walking with his, with his chin in the air. Like, and, and also like messing these people over, like the rich, the, yes. and, because like, in, in a sense, this is kind of just like a, a, a dollar bin version of, uh, the Mandarin from Iron Man three or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Pretty much it's the yeah. same type of thing. Um, so that's why at first, I, my first choice was actually Sasha Barra Cohen for the role. 
Um, but I've well, decided... that's also a very good choice. But I think Rami Malek is the is the he has the look. I yeah. can see him conning people. I can see him overacting. I can see him with the eyeshadow and the wig and the goatee might... and in that costume. It might be a more serious take on the character, but I think it would work well. Yeah, but I mean, he's also like his Bond villain was like very weird and peculiar, you know, and like that's Hello. what Nostromos is. Hello, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit in the face and it hurt. <laughs> and that never well, comes I'm back asking. as a plot device in that this, movie. This ever. film was this film was not well written, Mr. Bond. <laughs> as many of yours have not been well written. <laughs> I like I mean I'm not scene. gonna argue with you. The opening scene is good. Yeah, and there's, there's some good action. Now you're going gangster. You're like, the opening scene is the good. Opening, the opening scene's good and there's some good action. I like the cars in the woods. But the ending of the movie is fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. He would make a great Nostromos. Um, yeah, okay. Rami Malek, Nostromos. Great choice. I dig that. Lock it in. All right, buddy. Let's get on with this review. Let's review Prophecy of Doom. Let's get down to review. This episode is titled Prophecy of Doom. It came out on October 6th, 1992. Directed by Frank Parr, friend and guest of the show. Story by Dennis Marks. Written by Sean Catherine Derrick. And animation by Acom Productions. Featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Efren Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred and the Wayne Enterprises security guard. Michael DeBars as Nostromos. Aaron Michael Kincaid. DeBars. Michael DeBars as Nostromos. Aaron Kincaid as Lucas. Heather Locklear as Lisa and William Wyndham as Ethan. Honorable mentions here, director Frank Parr has been credited on previous episodes as well as being a guest on this podcast, so we won't need to go into that uh, credit again. But if you haven't heard that episode, go back a few episodes to check out our interview with Frank Parr. Writer Sean Catherine Derrick has also been credited in a previous episode, but as a reminder, she was the producer and story editor of Batman the Animated Series before Alan Burnett came on board. Dennis Marks, who conceived the story of this episode, passed away in 2006 at the age of 73. He was known for writing Tom and Jerry the movie. Money is such a beautiful word. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> we watched that so many times. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> we never knew the many yeah, of the words. Da, yeah, yeah, da, da, da. If anyone out there knows exactly what we're talking about, good for you, because that movie was great. Oh, it's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, He also wrote three episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Jetsons movie, 39 episodes of the Beatles 60s cartoon show. Did you know that existed? Nope. It was a Beatles 60s cartoon show. This guy wrote 39 episodes of it. He also wrote seven episodes of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, as well as being credited as the creator of the character Firestar, who starred in that show next to Spider-Man and Iceman. What are the Beatles doing in a cartoon? Are they like in a mystery machine and solving mysteries? I don't know. I just saw a, a black and white cartoon like image Oh no, of them. we've hit, got a flat tire and we've got to stop before we go to a gig. <laughs> Look over there, John. Wait, no, I'm John. 
I'm talking to myself. Look over there, Paul, there's a man in a spooky mask. Oh, well, we better go stop this investigation. It's been a hard day's night. <laughs> That's what Ringo would say in the background. Shut up, Ringo. <laughs> Ringo only has one line of dialogue in every episode. <laughs> Looks like it's been another hard day's night. <laughs> yeah, and he says that over and over again. <laughs> and just smiles. <laughs> Michael DeBars, who plays Nostromos, is also known as the host of Little Steven's Underground Garage on Sirius XM Radio. He is heard by more than 6 million listeners five days a week. He also voiced Jackson Wheel on Spider-Man the Animated Series, and he's been in episodes of shows such as CSI or Bones, and was also the touring singer for the Duran Duran spin-off group, The Power Station. So lots of random facts there for the voice mm. of Nostromos. Aaron Kincaid, who plays Lucas in this episode, will be credited in a future episode of this podcast as he is the voice of Killer Croc. So we will wait until we reach the episode where Killer Croc first appears to credit him. William Winden, who played Ethan, passed away in 2012 at age 88 and was also known for playing the president in Escape from Planet of the Apes, Mr. Hatfield in Uncle Buck, and Mr. Gilmer in To Kill a Mockingbird. So some random but well-known pieces of work there for uh, William Winden. And then finally, Heather Locklear, who plays Lisa, is known for playing Amanda in Melrose Place, Abby Arcane in Return of the Swamp Thing, and she also plays herself in Wayne's World 2. Okay. Uh, fun facts out of my utility belt. When Batman fights in the Stromus Observatory, the music is based upon or direct homage to Gustav Holt's symphony, symphonic piece, Mars from the Planets. Um... Which leads me to my question. What did you think of the music in this episode? Because it was very distinct. I liked the opening number on the cruise ship where it was yeah. jazz. Like, hey, we're having a good time and we're rich on a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I was it was all just a bit like, it's a horror. Whoa, suspense. Yeah, it was a lot of like dun-dun-duns, wasn't yeah. it? And stuff like that. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Back to the Future, actually. There were quite a few similar sounding pieces of music from that movie where like Alan Silvestri does this like almost like military march in Back to the Future at one point, And it sounds very much like the uh, Nostromo's theme as well. Uh, this was all already considered a very average episode, but the creators disliked its terrible animation by Acom. Acom gets a bad rap, and there's definitely episodes where they don't look great. But I didn't great. Anim- I thought the animation looked very good in this episode. I thought there was a lot of uh, really great design. Like uh, I love all the Art Deco going on in like when in Wayne Enterprises. Like even the elevator button he he pushes like has this great art deco design around it yes yeah and i thought i thought the whole elevator scene was really well animated i like the fight that he has with the guy and like black and white on top of the 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 raw spotlight yeah yeah i don't know what you're talking about this this was a very well uh animated episode i totally agree i think acom gets a bad rap sometimes because they produced a good piece of animation here uh when you mentioned that elevator sequence when Bruce Wayne gets tossed around after the elevator drops, he immediately gets up and starts hitting the button. And I was thinking, like, why would you do that? And then I thought, actually, that's exactly what you would do, right? Because that's your only sense of control in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the only thing I can, like, push to make this stop. So I thought that was pretty good. It and was a also- bit ridiculous, though, that he suddenly shot out of the elevator as Batman, right? Like, that's to assume that he wears a full Batman costume 
on him in the Bruce Wayne kit. Where yeah. is he keeping that cape, bud? Is it like wrapped around his torso? <laughs> you know, I, I agree. Also, he might like it was a regular day at work for Bruce. He wasn't like I, I might be mm. Batman. He was just going into the office. So yeah, that means he wears that costume all the time. He like, must be I, so hot. I get Spider-Man wearing his costume all the time, right? It's just spandex. But Batman's got full gloves, big old boots, a, a pointy, pointy cape. And yeah. Now, like, yeah. there is a lot going on with a, a, a utility belt full of gizmos <laughs> and gadgets. How on a, I like, and look, maybe that's why he was like, thank God these gigantic slacks and big suit jackets are in fashion. Otherwise, <laughs> there's no way I'd be able to, like, hide as Batman. Also, when he, like, grapples out of the elevator... I would, the, my first thought was, if that guy who just tried to kill Bruce Wayne was still watching to make sure that Bruce was dead, and he sees Batman come out of the elevator, he's like, okay, well, Batman's Bruce Wayne then. <laughs> this is way more valuable of information. Yeah. I thought uh, that yeah. um, he was going to be like, oh, I was saved by Batman, to like play it off like, I'm not Batman, because Batman saved me in the elevator. So never ask me if I'm Batman, because this is clear evidence. And then someone in the background's just like, yeah, but that means that you could have just been batman and got out the elevator yourself <laughs> and you sit there like no <laughs> that's not what it means uh Nostromo you're still t- wearing the utility belt <laughs> whoopsie <laughs> nostromos has global clocks but they are way off the london clock gives 1108 the new york clock gives 722 and the tokyo clock gives 11.32. The correct times for New York and Tokyo would be 7.08 and 20.08, respectively. So, his clocks are way off. I don't know if you saw that in the background. Yeah, he's not, he's not around there to check on the clocks, is he? <laughs> and why does he need to know what time it is in London and Tokyo? Like, when, what does that have to do with anything? And also, because, New York is a business thing. I guess, but, like, what business? is Like, he's just prophesizing. He's starting a cult. Why do you have to be like, oh, I need to know how my cult is doing in Tokyo. What time is it? Can I call them? <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe he's got a worldwide operation. Well, that would that would be a way better plot than what we got, but we'll get into that. Um, and then, finally, Nostromo says he sees a bad moon rising, a reference to the Credence Clearwater song of Bad Moon Rising. Ah, um, don't go out tonight! It's bound <laughs> to take your life! There's a bad moon on the left. It's on the right, sir. On the right! <laughs> Imagine if he's like a DJ and he only plays songs <laughs> that, have, that have like reference to cults and like magic and stuff. He's like, this is your brother, uh, Nostromo's coming in here. We've got a hot <laughs> song for you now. We're going to play Magic Carpet Ride. Here we <laughs> you don't know <laughs> my brothers i've just been warned that there is a psycho killer amongst us here so get on the dance floor before you die i'm available for birthday parties and weddings <laughs> and now my favorite across the universe <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you, but I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> Nostromo. <laughs> Nostromo. <laughs> I also do bar mitzvahs. <laughs> uh, all right. What did you think of this episode, bud? I feel like I have never seen this episode ever. Really? It did not ring any bells for me at all. Okay, yeah, it's not one on my rewatch list. I've got to be honest, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, I thought the animation was better than I expected. 
But what did you think of the story and the character of Nostromos? I enjoyed the first two acts very much, and then I thought the third act was a bit weak. I agree. I was I was actually like, wow, I, I'm enjoying this more than I thought I was. And then that yeah. third act really lets it down, and I was trying to figure out, why does it let it down so much? And the only conclusion I came to was that Bruce's infiltration of it was not as, like, I don't know, it didn't have as much juice as i was hoping it was going to have by the time we got to the third act because i loved how bruce was like okay i don't buy this at all but i'm going to pretend to buy it in order to then infiltrate it as bruce wayne because i like seeing more bruce wayne the batman mm. in this episode it was very clever how he's like actually me being bruce wayne is going to help solve this crime way quicker than being batman but so i was expecting more of a payoff where bruce was part of the cult and like infiltrating it but that never really paid off, did it? It was just kind of like he was just one another fall of the cult and Batman came in and saved the day. I don't think it needed this big planet action scene, right? No. Like that was I agree. that was very strange to me. And also I love that the whole place is falling down and that guy is just tied up watching the whole time. He's not even squirming or anything, he's just like deadpan <laughs> sitting there. Like, yep, that's my daughter tied up, she's gonna die. Oh, she's about to be chopped and off. No, Batman saved him. Ah, good job, Batman. I think that guy is one of the dumbest characters I've ever seen in this show, and that's probably why. Like he has no brain cells. He just like instantly buys that Nostromos is this powerful, awesome well, being. No, he didn't instantly. He did have to have a long list of, he, like, his premonitions did this, 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 and this, and then Batman had that good joke of being like, oh, he'd make a good stockbroker. So, like, there was a there was a laundry list of stuff that he did predict. I, I guess. I was thinking, though, if someone predicted that many, like, disasters, I'd be like, dude, you're definitely behind I'd this. be like, I'm just a lovable DJ, available for local birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> and weddings. I don't cater either. Um, I, I think, Paid up front as well. But, like, yeah, I, even Bruce caught on. He was just like, yeah, this dude's definitely suspicious, just by hearing that one story. And oh, Bruce, there's you, a great moment where Bruce turns and looks at them with, like, the most pissed off face. When he goes to the meeting for the first time and he, he's like, turns around and he, like, points at Bruce, like, you're in danger! And then, like, his glass blows up. I don't know if it's around then, but, like, it, there's just a shot of Bruce Wayne in profile and he just turns and he gives the biggest stink eye to the camera, like, <laughs> like you're... You're making this all up, and I'm going to pick you up. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, I like that. And I also like how he immediately knows that it's all bullshit because he studied with magicians when he traveled the world. So, like, he gets the tricks. And he instantly knew, like, when he was talking to Alfred, that the glass shattered because of some sort of, like, vibration gun or something that was targeted. So I, I like how he broke that down quickly. You also I mentioned like, how he had... Your psychic is a... Uh, previously arrested special effects guy. Like, come on. Like, this is a con. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think everyone in Gotham who's conned by these people is so fucking dumb. And well, a lot, like, a lot of people get conned in this world. Yeah, I, I guess so. They do, yeah. Um, there was a lot of cheese in this episode. Cheesy lines. Like you said, he'd make a heck of a stockbroker. Funny, but cheesy. Bruce even says, like, sounds great, but I'd have to check my horoscope to be sure. Um, I do like I kind of liked all those jokes. Did you? I do like when he went psychic vibrations, Alfred, and like does this like <laughs> fake creepy voice. <laughs> Alfred's like, I don't find that funny at all, sir. I believe in all of that stuff. <laughs> I've been trying to conjure up the spirits of your dead parents when you go off on adventures. Oh my god, that's 
that's so dark. Batman's like, Alfred, that's way too, that's way too far, man. You've gone way too far. <laughs> Come on, join me on the Ouija board. <laughs> did Martha, Martha <laughs> did you fancy me? And he's just like pushing <laughs> towards yes. <laughs> oh no, it's Thomas. We don't want to hear from you, Thomas. <laughs> we would like to hear from Martha. <laughs> Are your cakes still hot in the afterlife? You can't talk about Martha's <laughs> cakes again. <laughs> Bruce is like, are you seriously trying to summon the spirit of my dead mother because of her ass? <laughs> well, sir, if the mood fits, here we go. It, there were so many corny lines like, you're about to fall out of orbit, Batman. And even the newspaper at the end says, DA predicts life term in psychic case. And I'm like, guys, how many like puns are you going to make around That's psychic? how the machine works. I guess. I enjoyed, like I said, how Bruce is immediately on the fact that Nostromus is fake. Uh, and when he was at that first cult meeting, uh, he's like a person, you know, when you show someone a movie you really love and they just don't get it and they're like asking questions or they're like making comments and you end up not liking the movie as much because you're like, you are ruining this for me. And he was ruining it for you, every one of those cult people there when he was asking questions like, what does that mean? And he's just like, definitely done what? that to me before. Like with what? I tried to show you my birthday five years ago, my favorite zombie movie, Day of the Dead, and you were just not paying attention. And then when you did, you were like, mm, this looks really cheap and the acting really sucks. I'm like, this is my favorite fucking zombie movie and it's my birthday. You know what? You don't get to see it. <laughs> and then we went to the shops instead and bought more beer. <laughs> Such a day. <laughs> it's pretty sexist to call it a brotherhood when you clearly have loads of women in your cult as well or at least you allow women in your cult i was like it, what happened yeah he's like the brotherhood and like i saw like a bunch of women in I that thought crowd brotherhood's more of like a blanket term though rather than a literal term no it's i i believe it's pretty literal i mean it's same with like fraternities it's brotherhood and then sisterhood for sororities yeah, but then you can have like uh brothers at arms and that would still be uh, men and women, right? I don't think that they call it brothers in arms anymore. Now the women are in the military, I don't think that they do. And then there's that video game Fallout, there's the Brotherhood of Steel, and there's women in that group. Yeah, well, that's it always seemed a bit, it's always seemed literal to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that seems. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, and we don't know. We don't have any research to prove it, so that's, nope. uh, that's all conjecture. Batman discovers Nostromus' real name is Carl Fowler, and then goes on to discover that his right hand man's name is Lucas. Just Lucas. And I was like, where were the writers on that one? Like, how lazy are you? Where you're like, okay, so we got this guy, Carl Fowler, who's now Nostromos, and his uh, henchman is Lucas. What's his surname? Nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fucking nothing. Just Lucas. We're done. It's Lu Lucas Mucus. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's gross. I don't like that. Uh, I'm Mr. Mucus. Why were you fired, Lucas Mucus? <laughs> I'm fucking Lucas Mucus this week. You Jesus. are Mr. Lucas Mucus. <laughs> um, so, uh, my love that Batman moment is when he catches up to the masked guy who tried to kill him in the elevator and uh, he backhands him in the face. Like, he thinks he's gotten away, but Batman's right there in front of him. And then he just walks towards him in shadow on the rooftop. I was like, ah, yeah, I love that Batman. Yeah, I like that great. too. But I, I also really liked the black and white fight on the top. So, super shadow. I did too, and it was going to be my love that Batman. 
because there's a great scene where Batman jumps down and he like kicks Lucas hmm. and he says like um, your turn to see the light and then like kicks him. I'm like that was pretty cool. I like that whole thing, but it's kind of ruined because then the camera pans over to Lucas who's like bent over and he's got the biggest curvaceous ass I've ever seen and the lights oh, just yeah. hitting it. He's got some fucking cake on him, man. Damn, like, boy. Yeah. Damn, boy. That is a booty and I was like, oh, well, that's oh, kind it's of... like, Martha, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's just some man named Lucas Mucus. So, yeah, Alfred is also so shocked that Bruce gave the cult $10 million and... I was thinking, like, is he yeah. mad because he didn't get any of that money? Like, are you serious? That's more than my fucking annual salary, sir. Like, yeah. I know, look, I know we have a deep history, all right? I know I'm practically your father figure. I raised you as a child. I'm in love with Martha Wayne. But, <laughs> goddamn, $10 million? You've been paying me 25000 a year for the past oh, 20 that's years. So, that's so low. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> really i spent i spent that last night getting wasted it's like that was the annual salary like 50 years ago he just never checked like yeah. how everything's increased uh and he even says to think i was fretting over the electric bill which at first i thought was like a silly joke but then i realized like the bat cave must use so much electric oh like, yeah that ju- the juice that it's taken from the city like that must be an insane amount. I, I would be frightened oh. too because I'd look at the bill and it's like thirty million a month. <laughs> like what? That's crazy. He must have a super extended land cable to connect to his Wi-Fi router because there's no <laughs> way he's getting good Wi-Fi. Down <laughs> no. there, right? no. The signal must be terrible down there. <laughs> he's trying to play like Angry Birds. And he can't <laughs> because of the Wi-Fi. Sir, sir, no, come on, no, over in this part Do of the. There's a better signal over here by the, the little cavern over here. I love your reference to a video game. is Angry Birds, you old man. What? Because he's old. <laughs> Playing Angry Birds. What was this, 2009? Um, was he playing on his Nintendo DS? <laughs> um, do you think Batman's had a wank on the back computer? 100%. There's no doubt. 100%. 100%. I think he's got like, he's got his little wank bank of images. Like, okay, right. we got, what we got today? We got Talia, we got <laughs> Selena. Oh, he's wanking to people like it's not porn, like people he knows. Yeah, he's like, okay, what else we got? That's oh, creepy. Satana, oh yeah, and I'll show you a magic trick. Now you see it. <laughs> now you don't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or do you think he just does a complete like, Every monitor is different porn, right? Like, because there's like a hundred monitors in the back. So he's just like, wank, and he's looking at one screen like, ah! And he looks at another like, ah! ah! And it's like, and it's just like, oh my god! Alfred comes down, and he tries to turn off all the the, the images. He's like, oh my god! There's well, too many to close every off. tablet. Yeah. <laughs> Click the mouse. Alfred, don't look! Don't look! He's definitely had plenty of wanks down there. There's probably like, they probably replace the keyboard once a month. Oh, poor Alfred. Not worth this 25k a year, that's for sure. 25k. Do you think Alfred's had a wank on the back computer? Just as he just wanked to his fireplace. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Just ooh, finishes ooh. in the flames. <laughs> oh, I think I saw a titty. Ooh. <laughs> Do you think someone so, has wanked into a fire in a fireplace? I wouldn't even have this. Again, the 100% yes. Does the, does the spunk he, just make a noise like tss? Oh, and the smell, you're like, ooh, fish. God, just men 
are disgusting. <laughs> you think about There's like, 100% someone has... If you ask me, do you think a guy has wanked and then insert blank place? The answer yeah. is yes, 100%. Right. Because men are gross. And we, definitely someone out there has done that. At least one person has done that. Do you think that's thousands. a kink? Someone's kink is like fire and they're like, they wank into fireplaces. Oh, it's called stoking the fire. Ew. Or stroking the fire. Stroking the fire. <laughs> That's my kink, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised what you can see in flames. All right, Not so the whole planetarium fight at the end was Don't okay. Don't my yum, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the whole planetarium fight at the end was okay. I never really felt like there was any danger ah, in that bad. sequence. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, and then at the end, Bruce enjoys tea with Lisa and Ethan. And still has to keep up the facade that he was tricked by Nostromos as well. And then he just randomly quotes Shakespeare and says, like, The fault lies not in the stars, but in ourselves. And if I was Ethan and Lisa and heard that, I'd be like, He sounds like Nostromos! Like, get him! <laughs> like, there's a new one on the loose. No, but he was saying, you know, don't listen to other people, believe in yourself. I, I get what he was saying, but it was such a random... I was like, what, is this Spider-Man the Animated Series quoting Shakespeare here? Like, it was so random. <laughs> John Samper just pops in the rise room. Ah, it's a good episode, but you're missing a Shakespearean quote <laughs> at the end. You need it. But anyway, that is the Prophecy of Doom episode. You've seen it now, so there's an episode that you've never seen that you've finally seen. So that, that's at least something. Next up, our next episode is Feet of Clay Part 1, which is getting into some good stuff. The origin of Clayface... Um, so i won't try and hype this up for myself because i haven't seen it in a while and i do enjoy feet of clay part one and two but i don't know sometimes we're kind of let down by these bigger episodes so we'll see what happens when we get to reviewing that all right it's our first game of the day riddle me this william focus 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 but you'll still have to answer the riddle i can't believe it's luck Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> this is a game I play with my brother where I ask him three questions on the episode where we just watched to make sure he was paying attention. Feel free to play along at home or in your car or wherever you are. Question one, buddy. Are you ready? I'm ready. What did Nostromos do for work, or technically still does for work, before he became a criminal? He was an actor, wasn't he? Correct. These are, again, these are these are easy, but, you know, I give you the hard ones and they're too hard. It's very difficult to find medium questions in this, in this show. Question two. What did Lucas do for work, or technically still does, before he became a criminal? A special effects artist. Correct. And question three. This is the one where I thought this was medium hard. What is the name of the cataclysmic event that Nostromos predicts will happen in the West? It's, it's the, the Great Fall. Yes, you got it. It's the Great Fall. Correct. Three out of three. Well done. That was a, that was a good that was a good round for you. Well done. I didn't think you'd get the last one. He was just sharing like footage of like people robbing people on the streets and stuff. I'm like, isn't that Gotham now? Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, that's exactly what Gotham is. Batman's like just like, that's the great norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's every day, baby. All right, it's our next game of the day. Ace, the bat sound. <laughs> this 
This is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week I'll play a brief music clip from the show and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week we had this music clip. don't know here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode <laughs> see fatty i think of everything He was a demented, abusive, psychotic maniac. Yeah, I'm really good at this, Em. <laughs> Got some real psycho themes in there, kind of Bernard Herman. I really like mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, buddy, what is the answer to this musical clip this week? It's the laughing fish. That's right. It's the laughing fish. One of my favorite episodes. Ha, 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 ha. I am a fish and I am laughing. I'm a fish. <laughs> I am a fish. Do, 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 do. All right. Here's the musical clip for next week's episode where we'll have to name the episode that the music is from. <laughs> we will give the answer for that one next week okay it's our next category of the day you've got mail oh by the way this came for you an hour ago by messenger you've got mail thank you alfred you've got the, mail this is where i take in all of your comments or emails or reviews and read them out on the pod i'll try and include as many as i can we got quite a few today but some really nice ones so first of all ronin 0517 on youtube has said I'm sorry about Will's book with IDW. 
I signed up with Zoop and I've got my calendar set with September since I missed the boat with the last Kickstarter. You guys are awesome and you make my commute to and from work fun. I've never laughed so hard during a podcast in my life. Thank you, guys. No, thank you. That's the biggest support you can give me in the world is supporting both my books. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Ronan. And thank you for listening and supporting our podcast as well. Then we've got Chuzzle Champion on Apple Podcasts, who's given us five stars. Chuzzle Champion has said, These guys really don't hold back in the best ways possible. This podcast is a great way to start your day since there's no time for cartoons before work and great to wind down and have a laugh with after a long day. Not to mention they discuss one of my favorite topics, Batman. Shamefully, I haven't watched the animated series yet. I caught the occasional rerun growing up, but it's now a goal of mine to enjoy it, as these two do. Thanks for sparking renewed interest in the animated series and sharing your thoughts. Well, thanks, Chuzzle. You're welcome, champ. <laughs> thanks for giving us a review as well. And then we've got Z1 Co 80 on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Z1 has said, hilarious stuff. Found this pod due to wanting to hear other people's opinions on Batman, the animated series, and is not only funny, but informative. Decided to make this five-star review after hearing about the guy's mum breaking up a poo with a knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it was his grandmother that did it, actually. It, yeah, it was our grandma. Love to listen to the pod. Not sure I'd go over for dinner, though. Keep it up, guys. Having a great... Uh, <laughs> thanks for giving... A, uh, thanks for always bringing a smile to my face. We well, I can tell you our grandmother still uses the same cutlery, and I think about it every time I go to the house. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Rebecca Story, who sent us some monies in our tip jar recently. Greatly appreciated. Oh. Thank you, Rebecca. She said, I really enjoyed listening to you too, and I'd love to hear you discuss why you think Jason Todd wasn't included in BTAS or just Jason Todd in general. I fucking love Red Hood, my dudes, she says. Maybe um, they just never got to it, you know? I guess they, yeah, they skip straight to Tim Drake, don't they? I guess just killing a Robin in general for that show is just kind of, I think, too dark. Yeah, it may have been too dark for a kid's cartoon. I mean, and this cartoon does get darker points for sure. Mm. But um, I more think in the movies just... though, like the darkest stuff you see is in like Mask of the Phantasm or even Return of the Joker, where they do actually kill the Joker in that in that movie. Yeah. Um, and they have Tim Drake's Robin be the new Joker and such. So that's pretty dark. Yeah, people um, love that Red Hood character. They do love Red Hood. Yeah, I, I don't mind Red Hood. I've always I thought it was interesting to see a a Robin go bad. I don't I don't particularly like. Well, he's I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of the Bat Family. I gotta say, like in general, like I Neither like Batman. I. Yeah, I like Batman being on his own. I don't like him being Me part too. of the Justice League. I like Batman and Robin. You know, Batman and yeah. Dick, Dick or Tim. I, I like those two. I'm not a huge Jason Todd fan, to be honest. No, I'm not the. I like. I really like Under the Red Hood. I think that's a great story and a good animated animated film. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have Jason Todd in the animated series if you read the books by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. I like Damian Wayne as well. They're all members of the Bat family, and I like Barbara as well. So maybe I do like the Bat family. Maybe you do, Batman. yeah. I just, I like yeah. Batman. I always like Batman on his own. But, but yeah. Batman on his own, I agree, is, is, the, is the best. But if you had to choose, yeah. you can, you, there's a roster there that you can choose from different characters for, for yeah. a Bat family. Yeah, but Rebecca, if you haven't checked it out, the uh, books written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, Batman, The Adventure Continues, uh, Red Hood, or Jason Todd, is in those books in the DCAU and is now canon. So, if you haven't checked it out, go check that out, because that actually is exactly how they would have done Red Hood in the animated series if they had the chance. It's just in comic book form instead. We've also got an email from Austin Jerry. Austin Jerry sounds made up, by the way. It sounds like someone's just like, uh, two first names, Austin Jerry. Here we go. 
Uh, Austin Jerry says, Hi, Alex and Will. I found you guys on TikTok a few weeks ago. I've since caught up on your stuff. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. This will be a bit long-winded, so bear with me. I'm a data analyst by trade. For my most favorite podcast of all time is Shout Out the Twilight Pwn. I made a spreadsheet tracking some of their runnings just out of curiosity. After listening to you guys for a while, I decided to start tracking some of your data points as well. I made a spreadsheet. I know, this is crazy. I made a spreadsheet tracking two topics of information, the Love That Batman bit and the fan castings. It started with me wondering which brother picked the better Love That Batman each episode and which brother's pick which brother's pick was cast in the fan casting. I've attached a PDF outlining some data, basic tables and conclusions. Note this is only for the episode up to including Beware the Great Ghost. So some fun things to call out. Number one, you guys picked the same Love That Batman moment 44% of the time. Okay, that's cool. Number two, Will didn't state a favorite Batman moment for four episodes, and even though he seemed to forget it was still happening in It's Never Too Late, don't worry, I ran the numbers, both including these four episodes and not including them, uh, it still ends up being 44% of the time. So that's interesting. Number three, you guys picked the same person for the fan casting one time out of the 22 episodes. Um, I can't remember no, who sorry. we did now. I can't remember. We both we both said, like, that's my... Oh, it was the Penguin. It was... Um, oh, right. I can't remember his name now. That guy. That guy. Uh, and then number four, Will's choices are chosen over Alex's in most cases, 64% of the time. Hope you guys get a kick out of these numbers and data points. I do. Thank you much, very much for the information. 64%, that's not like a shocking difference. So no. a difference of 14%. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we're pretty fair when we, we come to conclusions. We always go with the one that's the better choice, not out of mm-hmm. anything besides just that it's being the better choice. Uh, and then finally, I've got Darren Sims on Instagram. He said, I'm still not caught up, but I wanted to say that this show is absolutely awful to listen to whilst at work because I constantly have to stop myself from laughing like a lunatic. And if my coworkers ask what's so funny, how am I supposed to explain, explain to them that Batman and Alfred are high as shit talking about big old poopies or that Two-Face <laughs> is out of purple nipple everyone in his path? <laughs> I don't Seriously. remember them talking about big old poopies being high. I don't know either. Seriously, though, I love the pod and all the segments. You and your brother never fail to make me laugh harder than the Joker himself. And I love all the clips on TikTok, which is actually how I discovered this show to begin with. You really are the number one Batman, the animated series pod. Well, that's very nice. Thank you, Darren. That's super nice. And if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you haven't yet already. Also, you can follow us on social media at BatmanTASPod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere but the app formerly known as twitter which is at batman tas pod one and that's because why because we are the number one batman the animated series podcast you goddamn right and in the description of this episode you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary but always greatly appreciated and finally you can follow me everywhere at chef alex robson and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's Robson I-N-K. And please come out September 1st on Kickstarter for Outbreaks Issues 1 through 2, which is my self-published passion project. That's right. All right, buddy. It's our last chat of the day, which is what are you putting in your holes? What's filling your offices? 
Uh, I've been watching, rewatching a couple of things. Uh, one is Dad's Army, which is an absolute classic British comedy. Hell yeah! That, I, that I've been enjoying thoroughly. I never, I didn't even realize how much the, the humor and voices in that show have inspired just me as a, you know, not a, I'm not a comedian, but someone who likes to make jokes. So much that like the the wit in that show is ingrained in me. Mm. Like just ca- Captain Mannering, I feel like half of my soul is Captain Mannering. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, just a posh man that's fucked off with everybody. <laughs> um, so I've been really loving that, and then I've also been rewatching Curb Your Enthusiasm with my wife. And from the get go, season one, that show is just always the best. And I always forget about it in the sense of it being in, in like my top slot. And then I rewatched it. I'm like, this might be my favorite show. I just love Curve Enthusiasm. So I mean, there's much. another 50% of your soul is Larry David. It is, yeah. I've, yes, I've, I've had very, like, Larry David and Captain Mannering <laughs> makes Will Robson, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, both very good shows. I love them. Um, I've been meaning to go back and watch Curve now that you're in it as well. So I'll probably be doing that it's very so soon. Good. Yeah, it's so good. Well, I've been watching uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, shows that I've never watched, but after going on Jump on the Batwagon and hearing uh, one of the hosts, uh, James, over there tell me, you should definitely check it out. It's worth checking out some of these episodes for sure. I did. Um, I said earlier, I don't really like Batman as part of a group, which is why I never really watched it in the first place. But there's some good stuff in there. Um, There's some great episodes for sure. Lots of cool things that kind of carried over and continued from Superman, the animated series with like Darkseid and Lex Luthor and the Legion of Doom. So there's definitely some really cool things I enjoyed out of that. I also have gone down crazy nostalgia memory lane and watched Dexter's Lab. I bought like a ton of seasons of that show and I fucking love that show. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's like it's the it's the perfect amount of story because they tell three stories each episode they tell like three mini stories and i forgot that they did that and especially with like attention spans of people nowadays like it is the perfect amount of story because you're like you're watching and in 10 minutes it's over and then you're on to the next one and you're like okay what's the next one now like and just uh, you you're speaking about how it's parts of your soul there are so many lines from that show that just like mm instantly sent me back into our living room in New Jersey being like a 10 year old kid. Or even when we went to Spain before that to visit yeah. our grandmother, we would watch Dexter's lab in her house in Spain. Like I love that show. It's so well done. Um, Gendy, is it Gendy Tarsovsky? I think it's Gendy and not Gendy, but I think it's Gendy. However you pronounce it is just a genius. Like he, his yeah, creations. He also did, so he also did Samurai Jack, right? Yeah, and the original Clone Wars cartoon before they did the 3D. Yeah, I've still never seen that cartoon. I would need to see it. It's uh, told in like two-minute stories as well, like that one. Oh, right. it's, not, it's very small small stories. And did he do Powerpuff Girls as well? I'm not sure. You know, that has a very Gendy Tartofsky vibe, so he might have, but I don't want to say he definitely did. The animation looks like his style as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, the professor for Powerpuff Girls looks like Samurai Jack. Yeah, so I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same person. Yeah, even even if it's not, all three of those shows are just so good, and it's like I don't know what kids are watching these days, but I just feel so lucky that I grew up in the '90s and had things like Batman the animated series and Spider-Man the animated series. And yeah, Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack and even the be- early or 
episodes of SpongeBob are really good as well, like seasons one to two. And yeah, some Nickelodeon shows like Hey Arnold or um, Love Hey Arnold, Doug, or um, never a it? huge Doug fan, but oh, I, 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 I love. I, yeah, hey I liked Arnold. both shows. I think I liked Hey Arnold more, but I liked Doug. I also uh, watched Our Real Monsters. Rugrats. Rugrats. Our Real Monsters. Yeah. Cat just... Dog. Cat Dog. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Such a good kid's introduction to horror. Yeah, some good stuff there. So, um, yeah, I very much enjoyed Dexter's Lab and going down that road. I also uh, watched the film Boogie Nights, which I haven't seen in a long time, but I thoroughly enjoyed that and had no idea it was a... Uh, uh, what's it? Paul Thomas Anderson? Is that his name? Yeah, it's Robo Paul Pop. Thomas. An- yes, it, Paul Thomas Anderson directed Boogie Nights, and he also directed There Will Be Blood. Really? Uh, yeah, he directed Punch Truck Love, Licorice Pizza. Oh, I did not like Licorice Pizza. Um, but yeah, he's directed like quite uh, quite well known, very popular films, and Boogie Nights is one of his first ones, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. Really well, well done. We Blood is a fantastic film. So, yeah, I enjoyed Boogie Nights. And also, I watched Guardians 3 for the first time. And, uh, yeah, it was okay. I'll never watch it again. It was too long. Uh, had some moments I liked, but Jesus, the animal cruelty in that really just, like, it shook me for, like, a few not hours just, after it. No, you just that. It was, it was a very dark, graphic movie. People yeah. just, like, that guy's face being ripped off and... Yeah. Loads of like limb removal. There's someone just carrying a head at one point. I was like, Dad, this is this is some dark shit. Yeah, it is. I love dark shit. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I watched that too, and then I also watched the Super Mario Brothers movie because my <laughs> curiosity was piqued and yeah, it was not good. No, especially at the start, I was getting messages from you like I don't know, bud. This is pretty good. This is hitting me in all the right spots. I like that he has a family, and you were like making all these like First, positive reinforcements, yeah. and then you were quiet for like twenty minutes, and you're like, "Ah, it's a piece of shit." <laughs> I liked it when they were in the regular world. There was a lot of fun little nods to if you know the source material and and, and the lore and all this stuff, but the rest of it was just like, "Hey, you know Mario Kart?" It's like, "Yeah." And, well, we're kind of we're doing it. Right. You know, you know, blue shells. Yes, we got that too. <laughs> cool. Like, oh, God. Remember Donkey Kong? He's in it. Yeah. Remember <laughs> the Donkey Kong family? Yeah. What from N sixty four? Yeah. <laughs> got that. <laughs> All right. You know Seth Rogen's laugh. Have you ever wondered if it's the same as Donkey Kong? Because it is. You like Seth Rogen not, as Donkey Kong? Not a bad casting choice, though. And look, I guess. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser is a good casting choice Yeah, he as is, well. yeah. That Peaches song is ridiculous. I mean, because Donkey Kong's laugh is... <laughs> so having Seth Rogen be like... <laughs> like, it makes sense. Yeah, but that's just stoned Donkey Kong, isn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> but there was, like... There was other things in it. Like, there was a lot of little fan service things. In it, like, oh, the, you've, the princess is in the, the another castle... Luigi's ringtone was like the GameCube thing, like the blum, and like so little stuff like that. I was like, yeah, cool. But then I was like, oh wait, they're just playing on my nostalgia, but they're not telling a story at all. They're just like, hey, remember this? I'm like, yes. All right, well, we've done it. Well, yeah. And what was the moral of that story? Like, the they kept being like, we can accomplish anything if we do it together. And I'm like, I don't know, Mario, you guys got separated and you accomplished a lot. You defeated Donkey Kong, you raised an army and you fought Bowser and you got pretty far. And then Luigi comes in and then you both get a power up and win. 
I don't think it's you can do it together. I think it's as long as we have all of these power like everything he won was with power ups. So as long as I have power ups, I can defeat anything. So the moral of the story is kids, do speed and you'll win. Do drugs. Well there's there's, there's a variety of, of, of them. It's not just speed. Things can slow you down as well. Don't you do raccoon? Yeah, I know, but the one that they won on was when they did the star, right? Which is basically why, like speed. Why did they follow the like almost the exact plot of the really failed eighties movie to start with? Like, we're in the regular world. Oh, there's a pipe to another dimension down. Oh here. god, it is the exact same, isn't it? Yeah, I was watching. I was like, "What the fuck is Bowser going to be? Fucking Donald Trump in a minute? Like, what's going to happen?" <laughs> and then uh, is all his like little Coopers going to be these weird giant shouldered people with tiny little lizard heads? Oh, that's now that is a part of my childhood, though. I look back on that and smile, though. That's a thing. Yoshi, of Yoshi was just like a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, he was. Shit was fucked. Yeah, he was just like a baby Godzilla, wasn't he? Yeah. But did you stick around for the post credits in Mario to see that Yoshi was born? No. Yeah, Yoshi's born in the post credits. But there was a there was a a flock of Yoshis in the film. Well, the Yoshi is born in the post credits of that movie. Uh, well, Yoshi was actually there when Mario was a baby, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. They're messing with canon and they hate it. And it's like almost it like in. people didn't play Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island. God, these guys suck. They do suck. <laughs> Well, that movie sucks. Let's just put it out there. That movie's that movie not good. Fucking sucks. But it made all the money, so there we go. I guess you know what are we gonna do? We're not, we're we're not in the uh, we're not in the majority anymore. We're watching old stuff like Dexter's Lab and yes. <laughs> Dad's Army. I, I enjoyed Dad's Army season one, <laughs> full black and white, which I watch at twelve p.m. at night with a glass of scotch before my wife's asleep. <laughs> Why isn't Super Mario directed at me? I should be the target audience. I was the child when this came out, so therefore it should be for me as a 33-year-old man. Why is someone that doesn't like anything popular? <laughs> Why isn't it targeted at me? Sir, you've, you've told us that you don't go and see any big-budget movies, nor do you watch any huge viewed stuff on YouTube. No. <laughs> so why are we making it for well, you then why because i want you to you yeah. piece of shit hire an art house director with a minimal budget and i will be there to see your super mario brothers <laughs> well super mario by martin scorsese <laughs> well, that sounds it's, pretty good it's jack nicholson at the beginning it's luigi it's, you owe you owe the cooper so much money luigi the color for you i mean joe pesci is mario right like he has to be. And then I was thinking that the Home Alone guy texts you and make great Mario and Luigi. Like, Marv is Luigi. Oh, yeah, yeah, they and would. Harry, Harry is You Mario. stupid fuck, <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Mario! Mario! <laughs> right in the mustache. <laughs> You're fucking dead, Cooper! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill that, Cooper! <laughs> what am I a plumber to you <laughs> do I plug your pipes to amuse you you're so, probably the next old man that's suddenly a new dad as well all of them are getting fucking children <laughs> yeah. do you think they have a pack like Al Pacino Robert De Niro Pesci's the last one that needs a kid now at age 85 or whatever think of the think of the acting future we need a little Pesci <laughs> I have a little Pesci still <laughs> <laughs> I got a 25 year old just waiting to have your baby Oh, God, that's so gross. It's creepy. If anybody wants to know, look into that shit. Gross. Anyway, 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Ow, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. And I have been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance, we are the night, we are a podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye, my brothers. Or sisters. (laughs) Ah, look at your silly microphone changing colors. I like my microphone, cool. thank what you very are you, much. Twelve year old boy on YouTube? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Start posting videos of you with your face reacting in the corner. Your mouth aghast. What up, fan? It's your boy Bat Fan over here. Reacting to Batman the Animated Series episodes. The only way I know how to by doing a wide open mouth gasp. You can make fun of it, but you were literally doing stuff like that like last year on YouTube. <laughs> I was cooking. It's a different story. Mm-hmm. But you were doing all the big like face pictures and stuff. I can't stand yeah. it. Look, I know that's how people click on videos. I know that the thumbnail is now like the most important thing on fucking YouTube. But mm. I get so turned off when I see a stupid face aghast at something. Because I'm like, that's not your real reaction. Like, fuck off. <laughs> um yeah well youtube ain't for you i guess and if the ones I watch that a are, lot of youtube i, I was gonna say the ones YouTube. the ones that are you but do you still click on those thumbnails absolutely not oh so okay so literally you're only clicking on a thumbnail where you're like that is calm tame and looks like something that's targeted for me you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> I think the only aghast face I click on is like Good Mythical Morning, but they were like, they're OGs, so it's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, all of that, like, so, like, and also I get really turned off if I see it's got like millions of views. I'm like, that's not for me either. I'm like, that's, that's some cl- so interesting. clickbaity, like, crap that's just like people are just trying to make money off of. Because I like people watching people on YouTube that aren't there to like, I need, I need the views and the hits to be like, make a big video. That doesn't interest me at all. Same with movies, really. It's like, we made a really expensive movie. I'm like, well, I'm sure someone will enjoy it. Not for me. <laughs> That's such an interesting take. So, uh, like Mr. Beast, you would never watch a Mr. Beast video. I have seen Mr. Beast's videos before. The first time I clicked on one was because it was a concept that I was interested in a couple of years ago, which was humans playing a life-size board of Monopoly, and they were the game pieces with real money. I was like, all right, well, I got to click on that. Yeah, and did you like it? No, I there's that the, all that Mr. B stuff gives me a bad vibe. There's something wrong going on there. Do you think that like that would be another cancelled person in the future where something oh, comes 100%. out? percent. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. It's with just you, yeah. look, I've actually heard he's quite a nice guy and he does a lot for charity and all this stuff. But like, what's going on there? <laughs> what's going on there? Right? <laughs> like, it's not it's not him that's the problem. It's the people that like hang around him. Yes, his entourage, yeah. But there's also just, there's a bit of, like, scariness when it's like, all right, uh, whoever does this quickly wins $10,000, and people scramble to do it. I'm like, this is, like, this is, like, what's everything that's wrong with, like, capitalism, right? Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like old, like, Greek or Roman times where they're like, 
betting on i don't know people fighting to the death or something like i could see them doing something similar like that where it's like you want to win 10 grand punch that dude in the face and you're like yeah, exactly what? but complete conjecture i don't know anything about the dude i don't know anything about his videos i've only watched one video and that was the monopoly one so but right. what if you want to know what i watch on youtube is mostly people uh talking about uh old wrestling matches talking about uh i watch a lot of people that build their own lego cities like in germany and stuff like that which this I is so weird i watch a lot of people talk about retro games and, and the best way to do it I, I i watch people that collect comic books i watch people that do you really uh run their own video game stores and sell video games i what else do i watch i watch a lot uh, a lot of people um that do like ghost hunts and things like that so batman the animated series podcast obviously you watch that as well don't watch that <laughs> you're a liar because there's a video out and you enjoyed it yes that's true yes you did a good job with that video uh do you you watch um caravan of garbage you like that i love caravan of garbage yep so there you I go. don't watch any of the reviews. I used to watch all like the like in-depth review on like this thing that you're watching. But now that I don't watch any of like the Marvel and Star Wars stuff, like I'm like, well, I don't really care. Right. Like the 101 things you missed in Ant-Man Quantumania yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch all that stuff. I don't do that anymore. And when I, by the way, when I say ghost hunting, I'm talking about the watcher. Like I, I don't like the people that are like, we're here in the spookiest place. Well, did you hear that? No, that's a bunch of crap. I like the watcher because it has that guy that does not believe in ghosts, and it's mm. fun to watch him just be like, "This is a bunch of shit." Yeah, like is there that. any little girls in the room that want to scare me? Yeah. Come out, the ghoul, right now. the ghoul boys, the ghoul boys. Yeah, that's good stuff. I watch um, Ga- Garrett Watts, which I I know I tried to show you one video, and you're like, "This guy's way too much." I'm like, that's fine, I understand. Yes, he was way too much for me. Yeah, and a plethora of other things. I watch a lot of people making sculptures of things and little models you watch some random stuff on youtube i had no idea your like recommended list must be crazy i love um watching people take like vintage toys and guns and like cleaning them up and restoring them back to the way they once were you (laughs) fucking loser (laughs) (laughs) and yeah a bunch of other stuff Okay, so I watch well, I watch a lot of YouTube, but I don't watch any of the like people aghast and stuff. And I'm, I watch people play video games as well, uh, like John Wolf and uh, the Rad Brad are my two favorites. Well, I mean, I don't want to tear you away from YouTube much longer. Should we get started on this podcast? Yes, I'd like to get back, back to YouTube, please. So I yeah, can exactly. work and watch YouTube. Live your life of random videos. Well, what do you watch on YouTube then? Um. I don't watch a ton of YouTube, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, you, just have, you have to just have the same movie on repeat in the background every day. No. You wake I up, watch... you're like, ah, how many times am I going to watch Batman Forever today? <laughs> I haven't watched Batman Forever in a while, actually. Right, I'm watching out this Um I would say that I watch Caravan of Garbage. Um, I watch... Good uh, Mythical Warning. GMM and although that's kind of declined i used to watch a lot of try guys and that's kind of declined recently as well yeah, i don't watch the try um guys. i don't know man there's not a ton like there's sometimes there's like a couple i watch that um one of them 
hasn't seen a lot of movies, so he's showing his wife movies for the first time. Is he which is sort sort of balding, black hair and a beard? No. 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 So yeah, I watch that sometimes if I like the if I like the movie. But yeah, I Oh, I of... tell you what, I tell you the thing I watch the most on YouTube is people uh doing like video essays on movies and stuff like that like especially a lot of horror movies like how they were made the production all that so it's basically like the behind the scenes stuff you get on a dvd but like made by a fan right like yeah, I, watched, and I like that i watched stuff. one last night that was uh steven spielberg's like his pitch for jaws 2 that he wanted to do Oh, that's cool. And it was like the exact pitch of the Jaws movie I've always wanted to do. And I was like, oh, that would have been sick. Okay, what's the pitch? Tell me. I I always thought that they should do a sequel to Jaws that is the origin of Quint when the ship sinks uh, the battleship. The uh, USS Indianapolis. Yeah. And it's it's his uh, experience in the waters with all those sharks. And that was was Steven Spielberg's pitch for Jaws 2 that he was going to make. Making it with Nick Cage. They said that they, they didn't want to... No, not that film. Uh, but they, they they didn't want to take a risk on changing something. They just wanted to stick to the formula. So that's why they made Jaws 2 the way it is. Okay. I like Jaws 2, though. It's uh, I think it's underrated. <laughs> I watched it recently and I did not enjoy it as much. All right. Anyway, enough about Jaws and all that shit. Let's do a podcast.